and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. I am the aforementioned Brian Hanks. Uh, you are listening to uh, the Brian Hanks Show here on 960 The Bull, 960thebull.com, and on 252ESPN. 107.5 in New Bern, 107.5 in Greenville. If you missed our first, this is hour two. This is episode 857, but it's hour two. Today is Thursday, May the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2023. If you missed our first hour, you missed a really good hour, man. Paul Whittington uh, joining us here. And yes, if you're going, wait a minute, Paul's your Friday guest. That's true. He is. Uh, he swapped places with Shane this morning. Shane will be doing, uh, the first hour of tomorrow's show, uh, because Paul is, uh, headed to a wedding. He's going to be, uh, getting on a plane, uh, on a jet airplane tomorrow. We'll be on the plane during the show. Jason Bryant made a good point. Uh, Paul, you better not listen to uh, the show tomorrow on your headphones because you might get thrown off with uh, Shane's energy and volume levels. It'll be awesome. But uh, thank you to Paul. We talked about uh, Carolina Hurricanes. We talked about NASCAR. We talked about uh, the Washington Nationals and a little Major League Baseball. Uh, So that took care of all that this hour coming up here. In fact, in just a few moments, we're going to be talking to the head coach of uh, the Arundel Parrot Academy baseball team, Robert Kravitz. Uh, His uh, Patriots... Uh, are got a buy in the first round of the playoffs and they're going to be playing in the second round. And then about uh, 15 minutes or so from now, we'll be talking to uh, South Lenore head baseball coach, David Combs. His team won the uh, first round of the playoffs on Tuesday night and we'll be playing tomorrow night. But on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line right now is the uh, head coach of, I got to tell you, coach, and we've had you on a, at least once, I think a couple of times this season, but I just keep being impressed by this team, this Parrot Academy baseball team that is 17 and 8 and will be uh, hosting a playoff game tonight at 6 o'clock over at uh, Maddox Field on the beautiful, beautiful campus of Randall Parrot Academy. It's Robert Kravitz joining us this morning. How are you doing this morning, Coach? I'm doing well, Brian. I hope you are. Well, I hate that the only time that I got to see you this year to this point, and I'm going to try to come out for a little bit tonight. Uh, in fact, I'll probably come out for the whole game tonight. If that's, if that's all right with you, coach, is that, uh, I, I just uh, probably committed your team committed more errors than they had probably done all season. And I hope you don't blame me for that coach. I hope I wasn't being too loud on the mic and everything and it cost you guys that, sir. Oh no, no, not at all. You know, uh, we, we definitely, we definitely made some mistakes in that game, uh, that cost us, but you know, that's. When you're dealing with high school kids at any age, um, you know you got to expect stuff like that from time to time. So, um, you know, we'll 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 move on. We'll turn the page, and we'll see what we can do. Well, I'm telling you again, I'm going to give you a chance just to brag on this team. I mean, 17 and eight. And I was trying to figure this out this morning, and I, and I tried to look at some uh, some of the rosters, especially right here in Lenora County, coach of uh, our local teams. You know, the five teams that are here in the county. I think you have the youngest squad. Almost by far here uh, in in Lenore County, Greene County, Jones County, Coach. Yeah, we've uh, that's kind of been our mo for the like the last few years. Uh, you know, we've had uh, Garrett Bird, uh, JoJo Faraby, uh, Kate Mixon, uh, Jalen Solomon. It just seems like you know that group of guys, Luke Corbett, that group of guys have 
played with us since they were, you know, seventh, eighth grade and ninth grade. And, uh, it, you know, at times they'll make mistakes and I'll, I'll catch myself getting mad and I have to remind myself, well, they're still only sophomores. Uh, so they're still young. Uh, and then, you know, we have a starting second baseman and, and Blade Pridgen, who's, who's only an eighth grader, uh, you know, and, you know, again, it's one of those things where you, you, you make a mistake and it's like, come on. And then, like, hey, kids only 12 years old out there playing with 17, 18-year-old <laughs> guys. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you know, being in a private school and having the opportunity to have middle school-age kids at the varsity level, you know, a lot of people think automatically, well, it can't be but so good. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's, not, that's not the truth. And, you know, I, I like it because it gives an opportunity for those young guys to play on a bigger field and better competition. So when they are, you know, in the 10th grade, they're already seasoned veterans. Uh, and, and that makes for a good team and a good core and uh, a bright future. So, um, you know, we, we do have a good team. Um, you know, Cole, Cole Smith, uh, Ryder Presley are the only two seniors we have, and they've done an excellent job this year for us, um, you know, leading the guys. And, you know, I'm hoping that we can we can put together um, some good games here and, and, and maybe get lucky. Absolutely, and make a run to a state championship for sure. Uh, that voice you listen to, that's Robert Kravitz. He's the head baseball coach over at Randall Parrot Academy. His Patriots tonight take on Wilmington Coastal Christian. That game, that it is a 6 o'clock start. Is that right, Coach? 6 o'clock, yes, sir. Yep. Yep. 6 o'clock start over in Maddox Field. And, you know, you sort of alluded to a little bit, but I'm going to get you to deep dive if you don't mind, Coach. Uh, 17 and eight. And before the season started, if I'd have said, coach, you're going to be 17 and eight, you're going to get a buy into the second round of the playoffs with this young squad that you got. Yeah. You, like you said, you've got some seasoned guys, even though they may be, you know, sophomores and juniors, but how pleased would, if we go back in time and I'm talking to you back in February and I tell you, Hey coach, you're going to be 17 and eight and a first round buy into the playoffs and ha- you know, hosting a, a playoff game at Maddox field. What would Robert Kravitz of uh, back in February said? Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. I think a lot of coaches will take that. And, uh, you know, we were kind of very similar last year where we finished uh, 20 and four heading into the playoffs. And, you know, we have our association allows schools to opt out, um, you know, and then it kind of they have to opt out by a certain date when they do. Uh, you know, then they set the playoff bracket and, you know, you can have 25 teams in the tournament or you can have 16 teams in the tournament. And, you know, unfortunately for us last year, we had a double bye. Uh, so we sat there and waited. Uh, so we were already in the quarterfinals and we sat there and waited and we just came out flat and it didn't work out so well for us. We played Ashville Christian. They knocked us out. Um, and then this year I was a little nervous because I, I kind of, felt like there's a possibility we could be a four seed going into the playoffs, meaning we would get a double bye again. And, uh, you know, I kind of didn't want to do that. Uh, I just felt like that was too long of a wait. Uh, Now that we just have the the first round bye, you know, we get a game in before we get to the quarterfinals and, you know, get kind of going again, revamped up. And, you know, hopefully, like I said, we can can have a good game, good showing tonight. And uh, if we do, we go to Greensboro Day on Saturday and you know, they're, they're the uh, number three seed, so they'll be tough. Uh, I know that they've got a good squad over there, but, uh, you know, if we're fortunate enough to win tonight, we'll we'll give them everything we got Saturday. 
I don't know if I've ever heard a coach tell me, and you're a veteran coach. You, this is not your first rodeo by any long shot, but I don't know if I've ever heard a veteran coach say, you know what, I'd rather have a six seed than a four seed, but you sincerely mean it, don't you? I do. I do. I do. I really do. I mean, like I said, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you're waiting two rounds to be played before you ever play a game. And, you know, yeah, you, you've got pitching rested up, but uh, at the same time, you're just you're just flat. You lose that momentum, and uh, you know, uh, I'd rather play at home on Saturday. But at the same time, I, I like the fact that we're going to play a game tonight and, and, and be prepared for Saturday if we make it. So there you go. Well, you're taking on a Wilmington Coastal Christian team that you're familiar with. You've already seen them twice this year. You won in Wilmington 11 to 4 on March 14th, but uh they came to Maddox Field and won 7 to 3 on uh March 21st. What do you remember about those games, coach, against uh Coastal Christian? Uh well, Malcolm Phelps, Malcolm Phelps, the head coach over there at Coastal does a good job with those guys. Uh I mean, they're a scrappy bunch. Uh you know, he's He's kind of he's a lot of fun to coach against. Uh, you, you never know what to expect. Uh, I mean, he keeps you on your p's and q's. Uh, they came here a couple of years ago in a playoff game, and uh, his starting pitcher threw one pitch and he took him out. Uh, <laughs> and you know they'll they'll rotate guys all over the place. And um, like I said, he'll he'll do some things that will make you scratch your head. But it works for him. It works for them. Uh, they're they're a tough group. Um, there are no easy outs in that lineup. They're going to swing the bat and. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of us, you know, throwing strikes and fielding fielding ground balls. Uh, and I feel like if we if we can if we can stay mistake free or limit our mistakes, I, I think we should have a good chance of winning. But again, they're definitely good enough to beat us. They have beat us, um, so we won't take them lightly. Coach, okay, I didn't even have this in my list of questions to ask you here, Coach Kravitz. And again, that's Robert Kravitz joining us from Parrot Academy here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. You've got to you've got to tell me that scenario. What was the reasoning behind letting a starting pitcher throw one pitch and then take him out? Did he hurt any? Was he hurt? No, I, you know, I think, you know, uh, Malcolm is a, he is a mental game coach. Uh, like he, he's, like I said, he's going to do things that'll make you scratch your head and, and, and you got to stay one step, uh, one step ahead of them. And, uh, they came here a few years ago and like I said, their starting pitcher came in and he threw one pitch and we, and we had seen the kid before, uh, we saw him on the mound. And then they brought in a kid we hadn't seen. Uh, and as a matter of fact, they were a conference opponent of ours at the time. And uh, we had beat them twice that season. And he brought in a pitcher we didn't even know existed. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, he, he does things a little differently. But like I said, it works for works for him, works for them. And uh, they've had some success. And, again, they'll be, a, they'll be a tough opponent for us. So, um, it's, it, it'll be a good game, and I'm excited about it. Did you win that game that night? We lost that game. No. We lost that game. Yeah, we lost that game. Uh, like I said, we, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you, you never, you, as a coach, you always say, we don't need to look ahead. We don't need to look ahead. Well, that was one of those times as a coach we were looking ahead. Uh, it, again, we had a double bye. They were our first playoff game. Uh, we played them on a Saturday here uh, at Maddox Field. And we had beat them two games. And two games, we had beat them, I think we had outscored them 25 to 1. And, uh, Played him a, a week prior to the playoffs. Uh, Reynolds Barringer was a starting pitcher down there in Wilmington. I think he only gave up one hit. So when we turned around and had him the, the week later in the playoffs, uh, we threw Reynolds Barringer, who was our number three pitcher at the time, and they proceeded to score five runs in the first two innings, and uh, I think they ended up beating us five to one, five to two, or something like that. 
You know what's crazy, Coach, and just listen to you, and again, you being a veteran the way you are, you've been around the game for a while. I, I do the same thing with Perry Tindall. You sounded like Perry Tindall there a little bit. You sounded like Wells Gulledge. You sounded like Jackson <laughs> Massey. And what I mean by that is I bet I could ask you about a win from just two years ago, and you might struggle to remember the details of a win a little bit. Coach, you you old veteran coaches, and I'm not trying to insult you. I'm giving you a compliment here, but – you got you remember the losses a lot more than you remember the wins sometimes, don't you, Coach? Oh, I'm a big believer in you. You know, winning is great, but I'm a big believer in you know. You learn from your losses, you learn from your mistakes, and uh, we learned something that night. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we we're, we're you know we're again we're not going to look past anybody. Uh, we're not going to take them lightly. We're going to give them everything we've got. Uh, so, you know, we can't we can't lose this game and and say well. Our, our ace was on the bench, you know, because uh, that's what happened last time. You know, our number one and number two pitchers, uh, we were saving them for uh, a potential game against Faith Christian at the time, who actually won the state championship that we played twice that year, and they beat us by one run both times, so we liked our odds. Uh, so we were like, okay, we'll take care of Coastal, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go at Faith, and we never made it past Coastal. So, wow. uh, and, and I think if I'm not, if I can remember correctly, I think Coastal will end up losing that final four game, uh, maybe by two runs on a two run home run late in the game. So, uh, they, they caught hot at the right time. Wow. Well, that's one thing. And, uh, it's uh, Lynn Hartzell and I, you know, Lynn Hartzell, don't you? I do. Yes. Yeah. I figured you did. I mean, he, Lord knows that man knows everybody. But we were sitting at the Region 10 tournament this past weekend, Coach, and just talking about everything. And it, That's what the beauty of baseball that I got to tell you that you don't see as much maybe in football or basketball or any mm-hmm. of the other major sports. Baseball is a different game every single freaking time that you go to a game. I swear, I've been doing this for 31 years, Coach, being a prep sports reporter. You've been coaching forever, too. No two games are alike. You almost see something different every single game, don't you, Coach? Yeah, you do. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, you might you might throw a pitcher that no hit a team and that matchup occurs again, same pitcher, same team, and next thing you know, they score 10 runs on them. You know, it's just yeah. one of those things where you never know what you're going to get. The ball bounces funny. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing how many, you know, 17 and 8, you know, eight of those losses that we've had this year, it's amazing how many of those losses have been on games where, you know, teams didn't hit the ball that well against us, but when they did hit it, it would I call it the Bermuda Triangle. They would just land in the Bermuda Triangle where it's just a, a pop fly over the infield that, you know, two outfielders come running in and an infielder is trying to get back on it, and it just lands between them. You know, uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, you have to have luck on your side. Um, so, and I'm just hoping and praying we have a lot of luck over the next couple of weeks. Amen to that. Well, we'll wrap it up with this here, Coach Kravitz. That's Robert Kravitz joining us here on the Brian Hank show this morning on the Spence automotive guest line, uh, coach keys to the victory. I, again, this is, it's not like you're taking on a team. You haven't seen this year. You know, this coach, you know, this team, you've already played them twice this year, split with them keys to the victory for tonight's win coach. I think we can just limit our mistakes, uh, have some timely hitting and, and throw strikes. I, I think we could, we can pull it out. Well, there you go. Robert Kravitz, coach Kravitz. Thank you so much for joining me here this morning. And uh, I look forward to seeing. I look forward to seeing your boys pull out a big win tonight in the playoffs and head to Greensboro this weekend, sir. Sounds good. I appreciate it, Brian. Take care. Thank you, Coach. That's Robert Kravitz from Arundel Parrot Academy.
Whew. We're going to turn around and get South Sonora head baseball coach and athletics director David Combs on the line with us too right now uh, as we are continuing the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare. Uh, has a medical staff of more than 100 physicians. They offer a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kinston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit the comprehensive website at uncLenore.org. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. And our big interview is joining us right now from South Lenore High School. It's the uh, head baseball coach, is the athletics director of the Blue Devils, David Combs, joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line. Good morning, Coach. How you doing, sir? Morning, Brian. Doing good, man. Hope you are. I am, especially with uh, the Blue Devils in the second round of the state playoffs. And uh, before we jumped in, we, we talked to you uh, last week going into the North Lenore game. But uh, going into the playoffs, we didn't get a chance to talk to you. But tell me a little bit about that win the other night up at Franklin Academy. Or I guess at Lewisburg, uh, uh, Lewisburg College, but against Franklin Academy, Coach. Yeah, I mean, and it was a great experience for our kids to go play uh, – at Lewisburg College, I mean, obviously, uh, Coach Heron does a great job over there. It's a nice facility. Um, but, I mean, you know, we, we played okay. Um, you know, we were able to save some pitching for round two. Uh, we put balls in play. We, you know, we executed everything we needed to it in situations. Um, and, and, you know, Franklin was scrappy. They were, um, they were a young team. They were real scrappy. They threw strikes, uh, you know, and they made plays. So, you know, it's just testing our kids. We, you know, we had a lot of two out hits. Uh, we had a lot of hits with two strikes. We put balls in play all night, and we made some plays defensively. So, and Landon, Landon Tindall started. Um, you know, Landon threw like I think he had a six pitch inning, and I mean he was cruising for a while. Um, you know, and he got up to about I think he threw fifty six pitches, and um, Matthew Rhodes come in behind him, and I mean he was really good. So. Uh, you know, we're we're looking forward to round two. Um, you know, we're we're uh going to North Johnson on Friday at six. Um, you know, we know they're a very quality baseball team. We know we gotta play our game and you know, but we like our chances. Oh, absolutely. And I mean again, I, I wanna go back to one of the things we talked about last week, uh, going into the North Lenore game, coach is just <laughs> throughout the state, I mean, and you know this, I mean being the A D and all that that and being just familiar with the East Central 2A, that is such a such a tough football conference. But by God, the East Central 2A was a hell of a uh, baseball conference this year too, wasn't it, sir? Yes, yes. I mean, top to bottom. I mean, very very competitive. Uh, I think it's just you know, I honestly, think it it directly correlates to our football conference. I mean, you play in a tough league like that. We you know we're 2A high school, so we share a lot of athletes with football. So that mentality they get from that, just how tough and you know. I mean, it's just it's just a tough physical game they're playing, and I think it translates over to the spring, translates into the winter. I mean, the conference and all. I think every kid, you know, every team you play, it doesn't matter the talent level. They're going to be extremely tough. They're going to play extremely hard. They're not going to give up ever. And I think you know it's just a testament to that. 
I think, in, you know, in, you look at the playoffs right now, I mean, um, you know, I think East Duplin lost first round, but it was a tough, hard fall game with the East Bladen team that's made a run every year, I believe. Um, you know, Southwest has got um, – I didn't even check that score. What happened on Southwest? They, Southwest dude, can you believe that? They lost last night. Southwest lost uh, to – and I know, I was shocked too. And that's one of the questions I was just – that I wanted to throw at you was just what – I'll let you finish your point, though, about the EC2, but I wanted to ask you a question about Southwest. But go ahead, Coach. Well, I mean, you know, it's just any one of us can make a run. I mean, every team's put together top to bottom. They're all very well coached in this conference. I mean, we just had our meeting the other night. As a conference of Sugar Hill, thank you for, to them for hosting us. But it was just a great experience, man. We got to sit around and talk to the other coaches, you know, not in a competitive setting. And they're just all really good, really good people. I mean, and that's, you know, that was soccer, softball, uh, baseball. And, I mean, it, it was just a great experience. And I think that's just how a conference is. We're really close. We're able to talk to each other. We, you know, we communicate really well. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just been a great experience for us. What do you think happened? Uh, and again, a uh, Southwest team that just was dominant in the EC2A. And I mean, they really were. I, I think at one point they were maybe they were nine and one. They lost their last couple of games in the regular season, then lose their first round playoff game. Now, listen, coach, they lost to Whiteville. It's not like they lost to a scrub team. We both know how good Whiteville is year in and year out. But, uh, uh, but they lose to Whiteville. What, what happened over in Jacksonville with Southwest this year, coach, here at the end of the season? Um, well, I mean, they had a tough, you know, they had a tough situation coming into the last week, to be honest with you, Brian. They, I mean, they had to play three of the top teams in the conference, and, and Roy does a great job over there. He's got some really, really good players. My God, they can hit, but, um, and they can pitch it. I mean, the Dudley kid was, I mean, he was really good all year, every time we played him. Um, but, I mean, man, honestly, I, I, like I told you, I hadn't even checked the score yet. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I know from playing Whiteville last year, Whiteville is a very well-coached team. They are a very, very, very fundamentally sound baseball team. I mean, they they were scrappy. They got situations done. They, I mean, and last year, they obviously, they had a Division One arm that threw against us, that threw against North Nor, who was very, very good. But, I mean, you could just tell, um, you know, we were when we were reaching out to guys trying to find some information out about them, you know, they told us that, they were solid up and down as far as the pitching staff and stuff. They, they're just very competitive, man. And, and you know, it's, it's just a testament to their program. Them guys over there, when you show up, I mean, you're playing a you're playing at a park that's not at the high school. You know, it's a very nice. It's a different park. Very, you know, a lot of heritage over there. A lot of history of that park. And I mean, you know, they had like ten guys working on the field when we showed up. I mean, it was just. It's a different experience going over there. And I know they, you know, um, they went to Southwest, but. They just—it's almost like when you put on a white uniform, you know you're going to—you know—you got a chance to make a run, and you're going to win a lot of baseball games. You yeah, know, so yeah. um, you know, I, I think they're just mentally tough and they played hard. But I mean, that's look, Southwest had a great year, and they are a great baseball team. I mean, they are tough, man. And um, you know, I hate they lost out in the first round. I mean, obviously that draw for them was a tough one. We knew. Um, we knew it was going to be tough for them, but, you know, we were pulling for them in our conference. And, you know, I hate that happened, but that doesn't take away from their season because they had a really, really good one. Well, I got to tell you, as, as pumped as I am about your game tomorrow night, and obviously Aiden Grifton traveling over to North Lenore tomorrow night in the second round of the playoffs, I got to tell you, man, Whiteville at Green Central, who's won 18 games in a row, is 
that's gonna that's I'm gonna be keeping an eye on that score all night too, Coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Green Central is extremely hot right now. Um, I mean, there, you know, we we knew when we got out of the, that conference um, and we transitioned, they were extremely young, and we play them a lot in summer baseball stuff. And I've seen the talent they got, they've had coming in there. And I mean, I think they're still young as of right now. Honestly, yeah, I mean, yeah. them guys, I think they're juniors, um, but. They've got some extremely good players. I mean, they've got some arms. I know they've got a couple D one guys that are committed now. They're gonna probably have a couple more here in the next couple of years. <clears throat> um, you know, everything I've heard about them is they're extremely they're they're solid. Um, they're solid top to bottom, which obviously any team that's won that many games is, you know. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be a good game because, like I said, I mean, White was gonna be tough. It don't matter what day of the week you catch them. Don't matter what pitcher you're seeing. White was gonna be tough. I mean, it's you, White. You, you had no idea that uh, I was going to be getting baseball analysis for you from you from all over Eastern North Carolina when you came on this morning, did you, Coach? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's talk about your team. Let's talk about South and North. And we did talk, like I said, going into uh, last uh, week's uh, game against North North. We talked about what, what a hot start or what a hot finish you guys have had in fact today is may Mm -hmm. 11th over the last month you've only lost one game only one game that in that entire stretch and that was that tough loss against uh north lenore what has been Mm -hmm. you know for folks that maybe missed uh your appearance last week here on the show coach what has what has sparked this turnaround for uh for your south north team not really a turnaround i mean you were still successful but you've just taken it to another level here in the last month coach yeah, I mean, and we talked about it last time. I mean, it, it's the kids, man. They they just mentally made a they're, – they're just approaching the game differently. Um, you know, it, it's crazy. You can use all these sayings. You can go to all these, you know, successful coaches. You can talk you, – you can quote Nick Saban. You can quote, you know, all these guys. But, you know, baseball is just one of them games that sometimes – sometimes you, you have talent and you're playing not to lose in situations. And I think the way we were, we're approaching it now is we're just approaching it as we want to play our game. Um, we want to play our style of baseball. We want to, you know, we don't we don't put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We don't, you know, we're not trying not to make a mistake. We're trying to make a play, you know. I mean, it's. I think my guys have just made a turn to where they want the baseball hit to them all the time. Um, you know, and if a mistake happens, you know, we, we just roll on to the next play. I mean, next next play, next man up, stuff like that. I mean, that's that's kind of our mentality. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny when you talk about baseball because baseball is an absolute game of failure. You know, you think about it in Major League Baseball, you can fail seven times out of ten and still be considered really really successful. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's just we just made a turn mentally, honestly, and I mean that's just our kids. I mean, we've we sat down um, a little over a month ago. Um, we go, we revamped our goal setting for this year, and um, the kids just sat around and we kind of had one of those, you know, little little powwows where we were just, you know, just talking and you know, expelling ideas. And they say, you know, we come out and they just they're ready to play every game. You don't have to worry about that. We have energy. I mean, um, we've got a lot of young guys with us from our our successful JV team right now is traveling with us to the playoffs and them guys are the same way. I mean, they just love being there. They love being around each other. Um, I mean, there's, there's, they have become a team, if you know what I'm saying. And well, I, I think do. that's the biggest yeah. Yeah. 
No, that's awesome. That voice you're listening to is David Combs. He's a head baseball coach and athletics director over at South Norton. We're going to circle back to baseball here in a moment because we've got to get the preview of uh, tomorrow night's North Johnson game that's going to be taking place. But uh, do you mind putting your AD hat on for a minute, Coach? (laughs) I'll try, bro. (laughs) One of the few teams, in fact, as I'm looking around in in Green, Jones, and Lenora County, the only team that's still got the softball team and the baseball team still playing, uh, and man, a, a big victory the other night, nine to nothing win for the softball team. We had we had a uh, coach Harvey on the uh, show with us here a couple of days ago, uh, previewing that game. And again, with I know they've had some uh, key injuries. She was telling me about that. You know, you had some key graduations from last year, but man, South North softball just keeps winning and winning. How proud as the AD coach? How proud are you of that program? Oh man, I mean. Look, th- them girls, you know, and it sucks I don't get to watch them more. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Brian, because I would really love to sit there and watch them. I, I've got to, as an AD, I've got to experience so many more athletic events. You know, when I start coaching football, I'm able to see cross country. I've, man, I've seen more wrestling matches this year than I've ever seen. And it's just, them girls, I mean, our kids in general, every athletic program we have here, we, we've got some really great kids. But them, them girls work extremely hard. Um you know, Madison, they've, been, they've had their ups and downs this year, but Madison does a great job. And, I mean, I think, you know, the history of it, very similar to what I was talking about with Lyle, I think every time the girls put on that uniform, they feel like they're going to win. And, you know, you can't take anything away from Coach Smith. I mean, his legacy here with softball, you can't take uh, – with Jimmy. that's with Jimmy and Lisa. I forgot both of them. <laughs> no, so, so, coach, well, coach, when you say Coach Smith, you're covering about – what 45 50 years of uh of sports you yeah. just say it in, in two words yeah absolutely i mean and but uh coach jimmy smith you know i still talk to him on a regular basis coach lisa smith same way and you know coach lisa smith she was she was my mentor when i came in you know i was 23 years old and and you know <laughs> never been a head coach before so you know she was somebody that just you know, she, I was able to bounce stuff off her, and she was able to tell me how she does it with her programs and how she's been so successful. So, um, you know, I mean, it, as an AD, you just – that program is just really, really good. And I'm telling you, the parent support, the community support we have for that, I mean, it, it's nothing on a game day to see four or five, you know, four or five dads out here picking up trash or helping <laughs> out with this. Or I mean, it, man, it, it's awesome. So, you know, you just you just can't say enough about them. And I, I hope, you know – I'm hoping for them. I know they had a they were they're practicing really hard. They had a great practice yesterday from um, what Madison told me this morning. So, um, you know, I'm hoping for them. They're able to come out successful Friday night. But like I said, as an AD, even if they're not, I'm extremely proud of them girls. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, like you said, just a tradition of that. And there's no and I hope I don't uh, piss off my North Lenore listeners, but uh, South Lenore. I mean, the South North softball is. It is the apex of softball in our neck of the woods, especially Lenore Green, Jones, Pitt County, and all that. And uh, just the the tradition over there is just it's amazing, and it's almost like uh, it's almost like yeah, if you have Yankees on your chest or if you have uh, you know whatever on your chest. I mean, when South and North softball rolls in somewhere, they know that uh, the opponent knows they're going to have a tough game against them. Okay, hey, I did what, one more AD question for you. I was trying to find okay. out about the soccer playoffs, and I know your soccer team had a a really strong season this year, Coach. But have they announced yeah. the soccer pairings yet? No, so soccer pairings are um, they're coming. Um, they're a week behind. Okay. Baseball okay. Softball. 
So, um, like, like we took a bye week. We didn't have our bye week was so far so long ago. I mean, them girls in soccer. I mean, <laughs> man, we ice more ankles. I mean, they play so daggone hard, and you know that's that's a physical sport anyway. But you know, our coach decided she wanted to have she wanted to take a little time off here at the end, just let them recoup, and we're just waiting to see how how it pans out. Um, with the final RPI rankings, but the seed and stuff that they're a week behind. Okay. We should hear okay. something. Um, you know, we should see some projections coming out this weekend, and I think the final RPI will be Sunday, I believe, and then the the um, parents will come out Monday. Very good. And mistaken. there's a good chance of finishing third in the conference. They should be in the playoffs, right? Um, there's a good chance. Um, they're right there on the bubble because you know, with our stuff with the playoffs, basically your conference champions are seated um, first, and then everybody falls in. Even your um, your automatic qualifiers and the two are um, all put in as as they're all ranked according to their final RPIs according to the North Carolina high school. So right now we're right there at the bubble. Um, I hope you know as successful as their year was and as far as them girls played. I hope they get to play another game. Um, but once again, like I said earlier, I mean as an AD, I'm extremely proud of their season, whether they make it or not. I, I think them girls have done great. They really have. Uh, okay, uh, okay. Enough AD questions. Let's put your baseball hat back on here, Coach. But and, right. and let's preview uh, North Johnson tomorrow night. What do you know about him? You've had a, a day or so now after uh, after the the big win against Franklin Academy on Tuesday. What do we know about North Johnson, Coach? Um, well, you know, North Johnson traditionally in the past few years has been very similar. What you're talking about there with White. I mean, that's just been a successful program. Every time I, I'm looking there. They're going deep in the playoffs. So what I know about them, I know their number one was extremely good. Um, he was a junior. Um, he threw most of the game against Bartley Hennessy. Um, you know, so I don't think he's available for Friday night. I know they're number two. He's going to be – he's going to throw strikes. He's going to be good. I mean, you know, he's got a very high strikeout ratio um, according to innings pitched. So, I mean, we, we've kind of, you know, we're going to be ready for that. Um, I know their catcher is extremely good defensively. I mean, extremely good. Um, he's going to, you know, we like to run a lot on the bases. So, we're going to have to get a little um, – we're going to have to change the way we play a little bit. They play small ball. Um, I mean, they're just a solid baseball team, man. Like, they can – you know, you, you leave pitches up in the zone, they're going to hit it. Um, they know the game very well. They're very well coached. It's going to be situation. It's going to be situational baseball, and you know, I mean, we just need to go execute. I mean, um, you know, like I said that in baseball, you want to be strong at the middle, and they are extremely strong at the middle. So, um, with the catcher, you know, what they're going to have on the mound, their shortstop, their center fielder. So, we uh, we know enough about them. Um, you know, we're going to be prepared, and we're going to have the kids ready mentally. So. We just have to, like I said, we just have to make plays on our end and um, just do what we've been doing for the past, you know, four weeks. There you go. Listen, Coach David Combs, South Nor High School. Thank you so much for your time. This, <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, good luck tomorrow night <clears throat> uh, at North Johnson. Sorry, I'm losing my voice here, Coach. Uh, <laughs> good luck tomorrow, and uh, we'll be pulling for you hard from here in Lenore County, sir. Well, thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. There you go. That's David Combs, South Lenore High School Athletics Director and Baseball Coach. Really appreciate him joining us. Like I said, let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up this Thursday edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is Thursday, May the 11th in the year of the Lord 2023. Guess what time it is, John Dawson? Uh, uh, birthday game time, Brian. How did you know? I'm a clairvoyant. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're something. I mm. thought you were a Baptist. Yeah, Methodist. Oh, actually. Methodist. Sorry, Methodist. Methodist. Uh, Jonathan Massey, how are you, you good-looking son of a gun? Well, I was all right. <laughs> now I'm dyspeptic. <laughs> he and it was a proper usage of the word dyspeptic. There, you've got to be proud of our son. Yeah, he's he's always used it properly. Huh? He knows his stuff. Oh, he's smarter than he looks, isn't he? That's not hard, though. That's low-hanging fruit, Brian. <laughs> it is low-hanging Look, I had a corned beef biscuit this morning, so we better get it. Uh, <laughs> uh, not good at all. But it is Thursday, May the 11th. Uh, Dawson, you are dominating the birthday game so far here in May. You're ahead five days to three. Hmm. Uh, there's a paperwork mix-up somewhere. Yeah, there must be. But, uh, hey, uh, again, congratulations so far. Uh, man, I should be in Florida right now, guys. You know that, right? Why is it? Pro oh, never mind. <laughs> is it the pride? Well, what's the weather? Well, our one dog, man, they utter all the stuff now. Is it a sea? Couldn't let I'm it go. Prou I'm proud to be an American. This is you opening the door. <laughs> well, he just opened it just a little bit. Then I just busted right Clever, through Clever, subtle joke. <laughs> Chernobyl. <laughs> Chernobyl, there you go. Well, or in this case, clever, subtle joke. Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you know what? Uh, things happen. I wanted to be in Florida with LCC. It is what it is. You you can't. You can't. Yeah. You know what? A very. I don't know if he's wise or not. I'm going to get your judgment here. In don't a second. go to Mick Jagger on me. <laughs> How'd you know that's where it was? I can see that coming up again. seventy. Yeah. yeah. But John, you know what though, John Dawson, you don't always get what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can try sometimes. Mm -hmm. You just might find you get what you need. Did yeah. I get it right? Yeah, you got it right, but it's you know. <sighs> Rolling Stones. Yeah, I know you're not a big fan. Hey, you won yesterday, John Dawson. Uh, three to two. Like I said, you lead five days to three here on the birthday game. Why don't you tell us about our title sponsor of this here birthday game, our good friend Jacques Passeleg and Goeco Office Automation. Well, uh, Jacques Passeleg runs Goeco, and Goeco sponsors this segment. And Jacques, through Goeco, sponsors this segment because he knows we're winners. Now, sometimes more of us, one of us wins more than the other, but if you put us all together, somebody wins every month. So by default, we are winners. Back to you, Brian. <laughs> did, did make it make sense, Jonathan? What he's saying is somebody's going to win. Therefore, Ergo. we're winners. Ergo. Well, I think I said that already. Oh, okay. Ipso facto. <laughs> Ipso, et cetera, et all. Okay, Jonathan Massey, you've got you got Jacques Passelec's number. I hope so. Uh, I hope so. Uh, maybe we can call him to help us Dr. sort Kevorkian's it all out. Got Dr. number? Yeah, maybe he can help us sort it out. What's that number? 252. 252. 286. 286. 283. 53. 54. 54. Or you can visit his website at goeco.com or what is goeco.com? What is goeco.com, by the way? That is a website. There you go. Okay, uh, he was the lead singer of this band. Come on, John Dawson. Really? Well, you're going to get it when the, when the singing starts. Oh, war. War, lead singer. Don't have any idea. Really, he was also the lead singer of the Animals. I almost did an Animals song, but I like this song. No, Eric, this isn't Eric Burden. Oh, this isn't Eric Burden? He's not, he only made two albums with them, and this is not one of them. 
Well, you know, that's the that's the, the, the fun with uh, me when I He say. was on their first album, and he was on another album called uh, Eric Burden's War, something like that. Okay, how about this? Yeah, yeah, that's Eric Burden. <laughs> this is Eric Burden. Play Outside Looking In for me, Brian. I will, John. It's on the greatest hits, oh, I promise. Oh, man, I actually know this one. Outside Looking In? Or Inside Looking Out. Maybe that's it. Ah, there it is. That's Eric Burton. Yes. Same guy. Okay. Eric Burton. Where does he? Pretty good lead singer. In in my, you know, I don't rank artists, but if I had to, he would be in my top ten rock singers. He lets out Wait, some screams and this that are phenomenal. Yeah. I'd rather hear him than Stephen Tyler's. Overrated, oh, don't so. even get me started on Steven Tyler. I'm so bitter about Errol Smith right now. I wanted to go. I was going to take Linda. She'd never seen Errol Smith. I'd never seen Errol Smith. So I, yeah, I can see you raising your eyebrows. They're coming to Raleigh. Turn it up. Go turn it up? Just a little bit. When has he ever said turn something up, Jonathan Massey? I just don't want to miss Eric Burden because of Steven Tyler. Oh, there you go. But uh, tickets are so stupid. The cheapest floor tickets, I'm glad you're sitting down, so I'll tell you this, are $1,500. That's back row. I wouldn't floor. go see them if they were in my driveway for free. How's that grabbing? Well, that, it is what it is. I, I actually like Earl Smith. So anyway, and then the cheapest seats in the house are $320 to go see. And I ain't spending $300. I ain't. I'm not spending $320. In this case, ain't is, is, is justified. Well, I'm not spending $320. To sit in the back row where the people where the band is about that big, you know, three hundred and twenty dollars. And I go back to my previous statement: it's Aerosmith. I like Aerosmith, though. What about you? Neutral. Okay, then you I be Aerosmith. Be anyway. Anyway, okay. Eric Burden. He is was a lead singer of the Animals. So he was only a lead singer of War for two albums, you said. Yes. How about the Animals? He was the lead singer through all of the animal stuff. Now, the animals came first, right? Yes. And then war came second. That's what I thought. Okay. So, uh, set it up for us here. I had a text just come through. Uh, set it up for us here, uh, John Dawson. Uh, how old today is Eric Burton? Seventy. Oh, man. 77. You say 77. Do you know who we're talking about, Jonathan Massey? Only, you knew that other song. Yeah. But it was House of again. the Rising Sun? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the number that came in my head originally was 76, so that's what I'm going to go with. Okay, he was born uh, May 11th, 1941. So he's 82 today. A little go. bit older than you thought, but uh, uh, that he, can we keep this playing or do you want me to? No, okay. move on to there you go. We My buddy, are. Mr. Rabbit Bundrick, uh, Eric Burden recorded a couple of his songs on a solo record a few years back. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, you lead one to nothing, John Dawson. It goes to you, Jonathan Massey. And before you get mad at me, and you're going to get mad at me for this next birthday, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there, John Dawson. We were – I was str- – you'll see in these other birthdays that are coming out of – I was struggling for birthdays. I literally – this is not an exaggeration. I bet I spent between – Probably, I was about to say 30 minutes. I bet close to 45 minutes. I did like three or four different searches. I didn't just go to Wikipedia. I did. Did you go to Yahoo? No. Ask Jeeves? I did not go to Ask Jeeves. Does Ask Jeeves still exist? I don't think so. Here we go. What? He brought it up, okay? So I've got to see Ask 
Okay, Ask Jeeves does still exist, guys, but it's just ask.com. Don't like that. Yeah. Bring back Jeeves. I need the butler with all the answers. Mm. Yes, I do. I do, too. Okay. Uh, so, uh, don't be mad at me here, John, because I know you did last year. I remember last year you uh, becoming maybe even a little physically ill, but Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan. Today is his birthday. Dude, I promise when you hear these other birthdays, you're going to be like. I fail to believe that I could not find another birthday. I want you to look it up and see if you can. Okay. May 11th. All okay. Right. You do that before tomorrow's birthday game and tell me who you found that that would be commonly known, okay? Didn't his grandson Even if it's not commonly known, if it was somebody no one's ever heard of, it would be better than using this Well, guy. you're getting ready to have one in the next birthday, okay? Uh, but, yeah, his son, his grandson played for the University of Virginia basketball team. Was a point guard. Was actually a pretty good point guard. Noah? I don't remember. Eh, we could have just had four. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Louis Farrakhan. How old is he today over there, Jonathan Massey? 82. You say 82. What do you say, Jonathan Parrott Dawson? 83. He was born May the 11th, 1933. He's 90, so uh, you're up two to nothing now, John. How about eight? And I think for the second year in a row, you've got Louis Farrakhan. What can I say? There you go. Okay, here, this is what I'm talking about. Did you see Titanic? No. Did you see Titanic? It doesn't matter. No, I'm asking him. I tried. Couldn't do it. Okay. How do you spell Titanic? Because I keep spelling it. T-I-T-A-N-I. It's Titan. Titan It's Titan Ick. You guys are both right. I thought there was a second T in there, or a third T in there, but there's not. There's only two Ts. T-I-T. I thought it was T-I-T-A-N-T-I-C. Titanic. I guess that doesn't make sense, does it? Okay. <laughs> hey, John. Uh, she was Rose's mom in Titanic. Remember the redhead in Titanic? Yes. <laughs> the paint me like your French girls? Yeah, well, no, that's her Rose. Mom. Yeah, the mom of her. Yeah, I don't remember the mom. Yeah, well, see, that's what I'm talking about, What's John. What's the woman's Dawson. name? Uh, Frances Fisher. Mm-hmm. And she was actually in, like, some sitcom, or, uh, I mean, in some uh, TV dramas, oh, too. Oh, yeah, but. I know who that is. No, I don't. <laughs> you could have played along there, but uh, Frances Fisher. The king Fisher. of play along. Yeah. Titanic. Uh, Frances Fisher. Today is her birthday. Frances and I from struggled. Titanic. I'm not joking, guys. I mean, I literally spent 45 minutes trying to find birthdays for this day, okay? There weren't even any local birthdays today that, watch, I say that, and then somebody goes, my birthday's today, and you didn't include mine in the birthday game. That's how they would sound, okay? Whose guess is it? It's yours. Frances Fisher from Titanic. 87. You say 87. What do you say, Uh Jonathan Massey. 86. You're closer. Uh, you guys had no idea. I'm going to say 64. Really? 71. She okay. was born uh, May 11th, 1952, so she's 71, so it's 2 to 1. And uh, But this is this is a good one, and I know we talked about her the other day, and we, John Dawson, as we say, what, once Don't a month? Don't go over my type girl? again. That's been out there too much. She's your type, okay? I mean, she is. George Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, she's former MTV video jockey. Who did you say was your Martha favorite Quinn. one? Martha Quinn. Martha mm-hmm. Quinn. She's a little cutie patootie. Was she not? No, she was a she was a troll. She was turgid. She was disgusting. Turgid? I don't know if I'm aware. Of, what does turgid mean? <laughs> I'm going to go to ask.com and find out what turgid means. T u r g e o d. Not even close. Really? How do you spell it? T-U-R-G-I-D. Yeah. 
turgid at ask.com turgid what does it it's a biography a biology excessively ornate or complex in style or language is that what you were going for there mm-hmm. yeah swollen or distended as from a fluid bloated the example is a turgid bladder <laughs> you know typically i would blame him for this but that's what you get for using words he doesn't know well, I kept I kept answering, and he just kept looking at me. So I had to say, keep saying stuff. Well, there you go. Well, he finds attractive women repugnant, apparently. No, no, turgid is it? Uh, well, they're too. How can it be excessively ornate or complex in style or language? But then the second meaning, uh, it's an adjective, by the way. We're in good shape. It's an adjective. By it just feels like we've been talking for thirty minutes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? Yeah, Uh, yeah. when I'm with you, time doesn't end. (laughs) Um. See, I look for This is what's sad. I look forward to hanging out with my boys every week, and you guys hate it, don't you? You do, don't you, Jonathan Massey? Do I hate being here? Yeah. No. You hate... (laughs) Jonathan Parrott Dawson. I like being here. It's just when it starts getting down to deadline time, I start getting a little nuts. Okay, well, turgid. He's feeling very turgid. He's very uh bloated very bloated are you feeling swollen we're doing three minutes on the word turgid that's <laughs> making me nuts do you feel distended if it'll make for the sake of the show yes <laughs> yeah. or are you uh excessively ornate i'm going into a coma <laughs> <laughs> you very well might be okay uh martha quinn tell him about martha quinn back in the day mtv actually showed videos so the 80s Late eighties. It debuted no, in eighty one. It debuted in eighty one. Did she start out there in eighty one? I think yes. she was one of the first ones. Okay, neat. Got you. Okay. Continue please. She was just kind of a cute girl next door type. Nice personality. She didn't have on nine thousand pounds of makeup. She was just a cute girl. Could string a sentence together. Nice combo. She really was. I, I enjoyed her very much. In fact, let's see if we can find a, a YouTube of her so you can hear her anyway. Martha on MTV. Oh, here she is from 1982. How about this? The Wall. It's an incredible movie. Bob Geldof, lead singer for the Boomtown Rats, is turning into, I think he's going to be having quite an acting career. He was unbelievable. And Martha one, Quinn. And she is John Dawson's type. Little short. We've got to stop putting my type on the radio. <laughs> okay. Jonathan <laughs> Massey. How old is she today? Oh, crud it's my go it is your go wait is this the third or fourth this is the fourth you're uh john leads two to one now i got a stroke stuck in my head dude stroke stroke 64 jonathan massey how about you got it just right on the nose she was born May the 11th, 1959. She is indeed 64 years old. I, you've got to give us a method to your madness on this one. Oh, easy. So that was roughly 40 years ago. Yeah. I assume it being like a cool hip thing. They were employing early to mid-20s people. Little math. Boom. you got to admit you're proud of your boy on this one, right? No, no, no. I'm not even setting you up for the old, uh, I ain't nothing. I just put your boy, good math over there. Whatever. It's now two to two. I was, I was, I was getting ready to tee it off and then oh. you, uh, yeah, I was getting ready to give you a freebie. It's Thursday, man. We've still got one more day this week. How are we going to make it through? 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, it's two to two. You had a two to nothing lead, and you better get this one because I bet you you know how old this person is. He is uh, arguably the greatest quarterback in Carolina Panthers history. Uh, he swears he's ready to come back and play. He's been uh, he was out of the league oh, last yeah. year. He's got there's not 32 quarterbacks in the league better than me, and I would say. Hmm, and yeah, who are right. we talking about? Cameron Jarrell Newton. Cameron. Jarrell Newton, Cam Newton, you know who Cam Newton is. I'm familiar with his ego. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Yeah, y'all have heard me talk about him before. My friend Kelly Lynn, who worked at uh, Univer- or, uh, uh, the hospital, I can't remember the name of the hospital in Charlotte, but he like- would come and schedule his visits, but he would make sure all the media was there and he wouldn't walk into the room until all the TV cameras were going and ready. Oh, and- I didn't even know that. Oh, I, we've talked, I thought we had talked, I talked to you know. about it. Maybe I hadn't talked to you about it, but oh, he's that guy. And yeah, it was good that he was going and doing things for kids, but he would. And he I would, think the fact that you're, you won't go in unless the press is there negates the uh, act. Which the exact opposite of him is Greg Olson, who she oh, said well. Greg Olson would uh, did not want cameras. And in fact, if he heard that there was media there, he would go to a different wing of the hospital because he was genuine and mm-hmm. he didn't want. A lot of that stems tell um, him, from tell his. Greg Olson's son was born. I think he was only born with half of his heart. Oh, man. And he's doing fine. He really is. is. He really is. But uh, once that (laughs) happened, with them being at the Children's Hospital so much, Greg developed a a soft spot for for the people that do that work and all the kids. Mm -hmm. So he started started, uh, Have a Heart, H-A-L-V-E, a a heart uh, charity, and he goes and does a lot of stuff with kids at hospitals and stuff. Without all the press attention, which is why well, you don't hear about he wants it so much. None. Now he'll talk about them and he'll raise money for them. Right. He has like what oh, the yeah. last thing he, he raised like twelve million dollars the last time at their little meal or, or whatever gala, you call it. Yeah. The, yeah, he had a gala. Mm-hmm. But still, and he point if he she would tell me if he came to the hospital, he did not want media there. Whereas Cam Newton, you know the great Cam Newton, your hero over there. It's like, do I need to bleep her name in this story? No, it's Kelly Lynn. No, she doesn't work for there anymore. She's been oh, okay. gone there for five or six years. No, she's a traveling nurse. Well, good, because when I share it, I'm going to bring this up in the headline. Please, please. There you go. But uh, Cam Newton, uh, and I have a very good feeling that Jonathan knows how old he is. So, uh, John, you better be pretty damn close on this I one. I have okay? no clue. 29. You say 29. Jonathan Four. Huh? 34. He was born May the 11th, 1989. And how about that, Jonathan Massey? You were down two to nothing, and you rallied back to win today three to two. What a sp- superior and strong effort that you had today. That's right. Don't call it a comeback. It feels like I've been here for years. <laughs> it smells like it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, LL. Uh, no local birthdays today, which is crazy. I've got like one, two, three, four, five tomorrow. None today. I'm telling you, I challenge you, John Dawson. Getting my phone out of my uh, rain poof. I want you to find somebody, and you're going to talk about it on tomorrow's birthday game. But mm-hmm. if today is your birthday, I apologize. You're probably the most famous person having a birthday today, if you're having a birthday and you're listening to this today. What is today again? Uh, today <laughs> today is 11. Thursday, May the 11th. Okay. I love it. Uh, have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, want to thank uh, Jacques Passleg for uh, being the title sponsor, as he has been since the very beginning 
of uh, Goeco Office Automation, or of the birthday game presented by Goeco Office Automation. Hey, uh, thank you again, Paul Whittington, uh, our regular Friday guest, showing up today for us today on Thursday. Shane Albee will be on, uh, in on our first hour tomorrow. Thank you again to Robert Kravis. Don't forget, go out and support Parrot Academy tonight in their state playoff game. Thank you to David Combs from South and North. They play tomorrow night. Tomorrow, like I said, Shane Albee. We're going to have uh, Gary Smith from LCC. Jackson Massey from uh, North North. Going to try to get Madison Harvey from South North. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.